you have to communicate with your prospects, with your clients, with other people in your life that you want to have valuable relationships with in the form that they prefer. Communication, networking. Some would say that this is the cornerstone of any business venture that you have to know people in order to get business done and screw cold calling, all that other stupid crap that's out there because who likes to cold call? Closers like to cold call, that's for sure. You know, I'm Rick Jordan. I'm your host. This is Back to All In with Rick Jordan. I'm pretty pumped to talk to you about a couple things today. I went to... This is like top of mind for me right now because I just got back from a networking lunch. And while the room wasn't too big, it was about 20 people that were there. The friend that invited me, he's a really cool guy. It's really awesome to watch him because he is at the point to where his business is about to have a breakthrough. Now, he's already doing seven figures, multiple seven figures at the moment. You're like, oh, well, he's made it. No, he hasn't made it. Why hasn't he made it? Just like me, I do multiple seven figures too. But neither of us have made it because... We haven't achieved what our vision is yet. So in our minds, I know this is true for me, I still feel like I'm a startup every single day. So this dude that was at this meeting here, I uh, called my wife afterwards. I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't think I'm going to go back here because it's not really the room for me. It's not really entrepreneurs. You know, there's a banker, there's a lawyer that, that works for a practice, that works for a bank. It's not really my vibe and people that are there. They're just kind of stuck in the matrix and doing this thing. One guy, though, he, he had a business, and he was getting up. And the way this went around the table is you had to just say who you are and what you do. Really, it was just say what you do and give your name, because I'll get into the who you are in a bit. But it was say your name and what you do. And then the question of the day is, this year, you know, how do you go after everything you need to? Everyone has this to-do list and the to-do list seems to never get checked off completely every single day. So how do you do this? This was the pattern around the room. And it was a nice lunch that was served. It was pretty cool at the Met Club in Chicago. This is in, I still call it the Sears Tower. It was the Willis Tower. Now the licensing deal is up. Who knows what it is? To me, it's the Sears Tower because I'm a native Chicagoan have been my entire life, and it will always be the Sears Tower for me. That's a shout-out to anybody else that knows Chicago, that lives in Chicago. Here's what this one guy stood up when he said, this is what I do. I connect people for a living. I've been doing it for 20 years. I connect presidents and CEOs to other presidents and CEOs. Now, at first, when he stood up, I was like, man, that's actually kind of a cool gig because he probably has this entire huge contact list of amazing people that he's met in his life. And when he stood up, remember I was a guest at this thing, my first time here, so he was a regular member of this club. And he had been there for a while. When he stood up, the organizer, the promoter, the producer said, he's the godfather in networking. I'm like, sweet, bring on the knowledge, godfather. So he stands up and says, this is what I do. I connect presidents and CEOs to other presidents and CEOs. That's a pretty powerful statement right there. This guy stood up. I mean, he had a nice pocket square going on, looking pretty okay. And when he started talking even more so, he went into this thing about communication and how when he says he connects these people, it's not over the phone. It's not a text message. It's in person because the only way to do business and to meet somebody, truly meet somebody, is in person. And at that moment, I shut off. Done. 
I immediately started recounting through my head these past several months here and how I have been getting business done in way other ways than just in person. There's been times where I've wanted to show up in person and I do show up in person and I think, wow, that could have just been a phone call. And if I hadn't spent the four hours or the flight or whatever it was, I could have been 20 times more productive by picking up the phone and calling this person and getting the deal done anyways, because that's how the world works nowadays. There's a thing I went through in my cybersecurity company a couple years ago, Reach Out Technology, and we were having troubles communicating with people and getting responses to their support tickets. So they would send in a ticket saying, hey, you know, my printer's broken, whatever it is, or, you know, I've got this virus, whatever, whatever's going on. And we would reply back and say, okay, or we would call because that's something I've called. I've trained my people to do is to call first. That's two words that I've drilled into every single head for amazing experience with reach out is call first. And then the word after that is duplicate. Call first, duplicate. You have to see it with your own eyes. Now, this is all done with remote control. It's uh, it's in our central call center, and we contact the person via telephone. So it's call first and duplicate. This person emailed in the ticket, and we were noticing that there was a high amount of tickets that were open for a long time. And the reason they were open for a long time is because when we would pick up the phone and call after this person emailed in a, a support request, It was very difficult to catch them at a time when they were in front of their desk, especially if this was not a high-priority item to get fixed. It was more of a nuisance or an annoyance, and they just wouldn't be there. So we would try to schedule times, but I would see there would be three, four, five phone calls that would be made before we'd finally get a hold of this person, and these things would be sitting on our queue for several days, which is horrible. So this person had to deal with this problem for seven days, even the, or several days, even though it might have been just an annoyance. They weren't really stopped dead in their tracks. It was still just ridiculous to see those on there and sitting there for seven days because our resolution time, God, it's amazing. It's under 30 minutes across our entire client base. It's freaking fantastic, and I love it that way. Now, when I started taking a look at this, I was like, you know, how do people really communicate today? I invested several thousand dollars into this custom integration into the ticketing system that we use in order to send text messages to clients out of the thing. Now, this isn't anything brand new, but I started reading marketing statistics and that 98% of text messages are read. That's crazy. That's way higher than even phone calls. Think of how many times you get voicemails when you call and everybody text messages now these days in 2020, probably for the past 15 years really is really when this started taking off. But that's how most people communicate. And it's supposed to be nice, short, and sweet. Although I'm sure a lot of us have gotten dragged into these extremely long text message conversations, these extremely long threads. I get to that point where it's like 20 messages and I'll just pick up the freaking phone and be like, hey, let's just talk this through because at that point it becomes a time scenario. But in this scenario with reach out and getting a hold of the person who was having the computer problem, a text message would say, hey, Can I help you at this point? We would get responses within seconds almost every single time. And I paid for this integration. This integration cost in the five digits of thousands of dollars, the tens of thousands of dollars to do. I had a custom programmer do this thing to where we can even send it from Slack. Slack is is a cool in-house internal communication that's supposed to replace email. Now, I, for one, hate email. 
And I'll get to that in a second here. But rounding this back up to this duty is like, yeah, we have to meet in person. We have to meet in person. That's the only way to meet people. It's the only way to do business, only way to close deals. And I started thinking of this text message thing. But then it didn't stop there in my brain, as my brain often does and goes chasing after squirrels. Squirrel! I started thinking about my phone and all of the different messaging apps that I have on my phone. I have... Of course, text messages. I have an iPhone, which is iMessage. I have Facebook Messenger. I have WhatsApp. I have Google Voice. I have Telegram. I have Snapchat. I have DMs on Instagram. And the reason why I have all of these things is because I conduct business conversations on all of these platforms. And you know what determines the platform that I use? is what the person on the other end prefers. You may be like, man, that's a lot of work, Rick. How do you manage that? It is a freaking lot of work. You know what? I wish there was one thing. You know, Here's a, a killer deal, a killer idea for anybody out there is to be able to somehow combine all these things, all these different messaging apps into one platform, one unified inbox, and it just knows what platform to send it out to. That would be amazing. Not for me, but I just gave somebody a billion-dollar idea. Just hit me back someday. Holy crap, I had to pause the recording right there. Ah, I ate these chocolate-covered, dark chocolate-covered espresso beans from one of my favorite restaurants ever. This is a huge squirrel. Squirrel! And it was like an espresso bean was stuck in the back of my throat or something. I started hacking up a lung. Whoa. Anyways, I was talking about the messaging apps, all these different messaging apps that I have on my phone. There's tons of them. And just hit me back when you, when you actually make this billion-dollar idea come to fruition when you have... All of these in just one unified inbox, that would be amazing. I would love you forever and just give me a piece of it for the brilliant idea that I had and you can just execute it and make all of the money. That, yeah, that sounds like a fair deal, I think so. Anyways, back to it here. My espresso beans, the the lid is covered up on those now. They're from my, my favorite, one of my favorite restaurants around and it's the place that, it's actually in Orlando, Florida and it's called the Chocolate Emporium. This is a huge squirrel, but squirrel. these things are amazing. But this place, if you ever check it out, it's actually at Universal City Walk. It's amazing, amazing. I wanted to go there for Father's Day when my wife asked me, hey, where do you wanna go for Father's Day this year? Where do you wanna eat? And I said the Chocolate Emporium. So we flew down there, whole family, just to go to the Chocolate Emporium. It's killer. It's not pricey at all, but the desserts are out of this world. My personal favorites, is the flourless chocolate cake, which pretty much just tastes like molded brownie batter. It's amazing with coffee ice cream. Anyways, I'll get back on track now. We've got all these messaging apps. And the biggest thing that I said out of this, the, the huge takeaway, maybe the one thing, is that you have to communicate with your prospects, with your clients, with other people in your life that you want to have valuable relationships with in the form that they prefer. You can sometimes dictate this, but you're trying to reach out to a lot of people and maintain a lot of relationships. Some might use Telegram, some might use WhatsApp. By the way, WhatsApp sucks. WhatsApp sucks ass. There we go, WhatsApp sucks ass. You, you know, Jeff Bezos was just in the news talking about how he got hacked by the Prince of Saudi Arabia. That was pretty funny, because last year I did a presentation, it was actually a podcast episode that just dropped a couple weeks ago, it said don't use WhatsApp if you want to stay private, because it's not that way. But others use Signal, others use 
uh, Google Voice. Some actually use Snapchat and message me that way for business-related content and communications. It's insane. Just people communicate how they feel the most comfortable communicating with. So this dude, when I checked out and he said it only has to be in person, only has to be in person. And I started thinking, well, his circle will probably, and there was some other red flags because he said he's been doing this for 20 years, right? And he's like, I just started monetizing it a year ago. And the, the questions are going through my head. It's like, well, what were you doing the previous 19 years? If this is what you do, why are you just charging for it now? Second, if you feel that you can only charge for it now, your circle might not have been that great because you're only limiting this to in-person meetings. It's ridiculous. You know how much work I got done? I got 30 minutes of a call yesterday with a potential board director because Reach Out is uh, looking at expanding this year and doing some things. And I got more done in 30 minutes than I would have taken a flight to go see this dude because he's all, always on the move, I'm always on the move, and we got a lot of ground covered in just the 30 minutes on the phone. But then sometimes I use Zoom. I even use Zoom. You ready for this? This saves time for me. My interviews that I do for new people that are coming on board, I don't do an in-person interview first. Sure, their resume comes in, then they have to do a questionnaire, 10 minute or 10 question questionnaire. And after that, I do a 10 minute Zoom interview. It's a personality check to see if they would fit the culture here. Because what does it matter if they have all the smarts in the world and have this enormous skill set that can fit this role, but they suck as a human? or they just don't get along with you. Or maybe, you know what, as an employer, I might not be the best fit for them. I'm extremely energetic. I'm all over the place. Everyone knows when I come into the office because there's just a different vibe. It's a cool vibe, but it's, hey, let's get crap done vibe and just pushing things forward and rocking the world and crushing it. That's how I treat things. So if you're somebody who just likes to take it easy and sit down at a desk and just plug away at things one by one, that's not the case. You have to be high capacity, high energy. Otherwise, I'm not going to be a great fit for you as a boss. It just doesn't work that way. But I use Zoom for these interviews and I will stack them. It's only 10 minutes long. That's it. And I tell them, I want to hear things that are not on your resume. I don't even have your resume in front of me before we get on the, the call here because I don't care about that. This is just to gauge whether you're a good fit for my company and whether I'm a good fit for you as a CEO to make you buy into the vision if this is something you want to jump on board. This crazy circus that we have going on here called Reach Out, which is kind of kick-ass and really is just amazing. Very proud of this thing. So Zoom, if I didn't have Zoom, I would have to have each of these people come in or do phone calls, and I like to see them. I like to see how their faces react. But I can do this over video chat, and I can stack them back to back. They don't have to waste their time commuting to my office, or if I'm traveling, I can do it wherever I am. It's amazing. You know, but there's one thing with this dude when he set up and said, hey, this has to be done in person. That's the only way to meet somebody. I was talking with somebody who I'm looking at bringing on to the company in a very, very high, high level role who's actually looking to help take this thing to the next level. Amazing guy. And it's more like I'm pitching him on this thing rather than him interviewing with me. I went down to his house in Tampa and sat around his kitchen table for three hours drinking scotch. And the reason I did that is because that's how he wanted to do it. It was the form of communication that he preferred because of the caliber 
of the conversation that we were having. We're talking multiple million dollars at stake here. That kind of caliber, he wanted to meet me in person rather than do this over the phone, over Zoom, whatever it is. And you know, that entire three hours, it was really just talking about me, not my business, not my goals, my vision, a little bit of that, of course, but just getting to know each other. And that, that was done in person. That's how he wanted to do it, around his kitchen table. And it was quite an honor to be around his kitchen table because that's saying, hey, I want to invite you into sort of like my inner circle here. Got to meet all of his kids. It was just an amazing time. But that's what he preferred to do was in person. If he had preferred to do a video meeting, cool, I would have done that. If he wanted to hit me up on Snapchat, cool, I would have done that. If he wanted to hit me up on Facebook Messenger, Telegram, WhatsApp, do that, bring it on, whatever, doesn't matter. It's what form of communication he chose, and I went along with that because I wanted to move the deal forward. So when this guy says, I only do phone, it's like, well, I don't think you're going to only do in person. I don't think he's going to be very successful and he's not somebody that I'm going to hire because the main deal is that you have to adapt. And my wife asked a question. It wasn't a weird question. It's like, how old was he? And of course, I, I kind of, some of you are thinking that too. You know, I'm just saying out loud and she said out loud, what is in your head right now? Well, how old is this guy? And I'll tell you, he was probably in his 70s or 80s. He was up there, whatever. I hired a 67-year-old as a bookkeeper. Age doesn't matter when it comes to any of this stuff, but there's a stereotype, and that is that when you get to a point, you just don't want to continue to evolve. You know that I would be out of business right now? I've been in cybersecurity now for 20 years. I would be out of business if I did not evolve as the industry and the needs of my clients and prospects and the world, if I could say it that way, stayed the same. If they stayed the same, whatever, I could stay the same and I would never make any more money. But I'd, I have this desire to continue to, moving for, to move forward. And the only way to do that is to continue to evolve, continue to learn, continue to grow, continue to adapt and adopt. That's adapt and adopt new ways of doing things, new technologies, better, more efficient methods, but still not completely shoving aside the old ways. No, you don't want to do that. Cause like I said, with this dude who I'm meeting with, who's an amazing guy who I met with in person, that's how he wanted to do it. And it's awesome. He and I text message back and forth all the time. Now notice how that started in person. And now we text all the time to keep the conversation moving forward. That initial hangout, three-hour scotch fest had to happen in person because that's what he wanted. And it's cool. I had fun. He had fun. We got business done. We got to know each other personally. It was in person. But if that didn't start, ready for this? That started with text messages. If it wouldn't have started that way, I might not have gotten this guy on the phone because when you call him, every single call says, this person's voicemail is full. I would have never gotten through to them if I didn't text them. Text messages have a 98% open rate, a read rate. It's crazy. But whoever or whatever way they want to communicate with you, that's what matters the most. You need to adapt and adopt if you want to close deals, get business done, and drive things forward. You have to adapt and adopt. There it is for you today. That's what's on my mind. You know, please rate this five star, <laughs> five stars. <laughs> 
Oh, I had something in my throat there again. It must have been an espresso bean. Oh, but if you can, rate this. That would be awesome on iTunes, five stars, because I'm trying to give you stuff that's amazing that will help you. And it's things that I've learned that have helped me in life, and I know they'll help other people too. Rock it, review it, leave a review, and share this. Share this out for people. Adapt and adopt. Rock it. Have an amazing day. See ya. Hey, thanks for going all in with me today. Subscribe to the show so you get the new episodes when they come out every Monday. Rate and review the show if you're listening on iTunes. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rick Jordan. As always, you can find links and references to anything we've talked about in this episode in the show notes. And finally, share this episode with someone who you think might be able to level up their life by listening. I am Rick Jordan and I approve this message.